What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hey guys, it's Editing Anya here. And I just wanted to jump in and say that we recorded this a couple days before everything escalated between Russia and Ukraine. So I just wanted to mention that you won't hear us acknowledge that during the episode, but we're definitely really concerned, really trying to stay informed on the topic. As someone with Eastern European you know, heritage and families still over in that part of the world, it's definitely something that's bringing a lot of stress and something that I'm keeping an eye on like we all should. So we will have some resources linked down below as to how to support Ukraine and just want to emphasize that we're not naive to everything going on in the world right now and that we should all be informed. But hopefully this episode can kind of be a nice little break and a nice laugh um, as we're all following the conflict and the, the violence going on. So just wanted to give that quick disclaimer and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Good morning. This is the yeah. morning edition. <laughs> this is weird. I feel like we we might have said this before, but we almost always record after work, like yeah. a 5 to 6 p.m.-ish time frame, so it's usually dark, but today is President's Day. Shout out to the presidents. Shout out Please. to them. Um. And so we're recording during the day. And I was thinking it's like, you know, that SpongeBob quote that it's like at night. Yeah. It's like us, but we're like during the day. Yeah, literally. I also feel like if you're watching the reel, having like the sunlight, my hair looks so much lighter. Mm-hmm. And this is the our first light. time like recording in natural light since I got it done. I'm like, oh, she blonde. What do you know? But anyways, so, we're doing another fun episode this week. Not like yeah. our other episodes aren't fun, but <laughs> we're doing another like um I guess more casual one. Yeah. I'm excited. So, those of you who are on TikTok, you've probably heard of a podcast called Two Hot Takes. And if you hadn't, you might be like Anya where there'll be random videos and it'll be showing someone like I don't know, packaging like an order cuz they like have an online business or things like that. And the sound they'll use is a girl saying, you know, I, 27 female, and my boyfriend, 38 male, like, blah, 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 blah. And she tells a story. Um, And a lot of them are asking whether or not that person is the asshole in a situation. So if you don't know, that comes from a podcast called Two Hot Takes, where they go through Reddit stories. Um, They do other threads besides the Am I the Asshole thread, but I think that's the thread that kind of got them up and running. Uh, And they just, they read the scenarios and they talk about whether or not they think the person posting is in the wrong and like all of the like social and like, I don't know, cultural dynamics that come with what people are talking about. And I thought it would be a really fun episode idea. Anya and I love to give our opinions and our two cents (laughs) on stuff. Um, So yeah, so not our idea by any means. It's 100% from the Two Hot Takes podcast. Highly recommend it. It's very entertaining and very fun to listen to. But we're gonna we're gonna take a stab at reading some from the Am I the Asshole thread. Uh, so there is gonna be a lot of asshole in this episode. So if that's not your thing, so sorry, but that's just the name of the thread. So I'm excited. I think it's gonna be fun. It's honestly like a genius idea for their podcast because it is. I'm sure they do put like work into it, but at the same time, like the content's like basically already created for them in a way. So I admire it. I admire yeah. the business yeah. move of it all. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. And then, um, before we started recording, we were talking about how nice long weekends are and how, mm-hmm. so we have this one in January and February and then there isn't one, at least for me, yeah. um, March and April. Mm-hmm. So I was saying how I saw this Twitter thread. I just wanted to shout it out that, um, it was basically some like top exec type person. Sorry if you're like a dog barking. That's <laughs> coming from. Like none of my neighbors have dogs. Anyway. Um, and he was saying how like the thing that's helped him not burn out in his career is taking one long weekend a month. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case, because I feel like we're all, we probably all have PTO time that we're not using as much as we would have pre-COVID. Um, yeah. So especially if you work from home, it's like tempting to just like never take PTO because you're like, I'm yeah. home anyway. But um, yeah, use your PTO, take a long weekend. I thought that was kind of a good idea. So I'm going to consider it. But love that. Anyways. Let's move into our week in review. So I had two 
things I wanted to talk about that happened this past week. The first thing is the dentist. So <laughs> I feel like I'm decently good about – is it preventive, preventative? Preventative, preventative? yeah. Preventative care in other aspects of like medical health. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the dentist, something about it, man. I just, I've never really liked the dentist. It also doesn't help that my dentist is in my like old town. So I moved from Massachusetts to New Hampshire when I was like eight years old. Mm -hmm. And the dentist had always stayed in Massachusetts. So when I lived in New Hampshire, it was like all, it was like a drive. And so the whole thing was just like painful, inconvenient, like never liked it. And so I think. In my adult life, I've kind of like developed a not a bad relationship with the dentist, but just like a tough relationship with the dentist. <laughs> and it doesn't help that COVID happened. And then my dentist retired, lost his soul, great guy. And so now I'm sort of like, I have a good excuse to not go to the dentist with, you know, the pandemic. And then I also don't even have a dentist. And so I've really put it off. <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story. I've really put off going to the dentist. And of course, when you put off something like that, you know that when you go, the news is going to be like worse, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so it just like all compounds on itself. Like it makes you not even want to go even more. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I finally forced myself to go to the dentist and I wanted to talk about like the specific dentist that I went to because it's called Tend. You guys might've seen it if you live in, I think they have locations in like Boston, New York and Atlanta right now, maybe mm -hmm. DC also. Um, and so they're kind of like a trendy dentist like you might have you probably were fed like instagram ads for them which sounds yeah. weird but that's how i found them um and they're basically like a very i guess i would say like millennial <laughs> dentist vibe yeah. like it, everything is very like aesthetic they give you bose headphones and like netflix on the ceiling while you're getting your teeth cleaned they give you ray-bans to put on so the like the light's not blinding oh my god they have like different <laughs> cute like photo spots throughout like when you already like brush your teeth like it's like a cute room with like a neon sign like it's very, like, gimmicky, but I love it personally. Um, and their whole thing is to, like, make the dentist, like, a more comfortable experience, like, a more mm -hmm. spa-like experience, which I think is really good for me as, like, someone with, like, slight dental anxiety. So I decided to try it out. I booked, like, a first appointment for just, like, a cleaning. And I guess I – I mean, this was my first time ever having, like, a first appointment at a different dentist than, like, mm -hmm. the one I had always gone to. And so I didn't really realize it would be kind of long. But they did, like, x-rays. They took, like, photos and, like, yeah. all the stuff. And then they did the cleaning. Um, and the, you know, how it's like a meme that like a dentist will come in for like two seconds and like say three words to you and then they're like, bye. Yeah. Um, this was like totally opposite. Like the dentist herself actually spent like 20 minutes with me and like pulled up my scans on like the TV and was like pointing stuff out and like showing me why things are the way that they are and like all this stuff. Yeah. So overall it was a really good experience. So I wanted to recommend them. Um, and I learned, like, I always kind of knew that I was predisposed to cavities in general. Yeah. Like I feel like I take pretty good care of my teeth and I just like always end up with cavities. And so Same. she explained like the reasons why and actually is giving me like a prescription toothpaste and like all this stuff. So I just felt like very heard and very like everything was very much explained. And I'm not like shitting on my old dentist. I think he was great. He was just a little more like old school. And this one was just a little more like uh, emphasis on like bedside manner, I guess I mm -hmm. would say. So anyway, I really recommend. And there's actually like an affiliate program. I'm not like I'm not like connected with them or anything, but yeah, I'll put it uh, the link in the description if I can find it because we can like both get money off if someone does decide to go. Mm -hmm. um, so like I said, they're in Boston, New York, and Atlanta. So anyway, great experience. Check it out. Nice. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, one of our mutual friends, Megan. Shout out Megan if you listen. I don't know if she listens, um, but she had like a birthday scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. So. It was through like a company um, and I'll, they're like number one on Yelp. Let me get the name of it real quick. Okay. Yeah. It was called, it was called Cash Hunt Boston. Um, and so they basically will organize like custom scavenger hunts for people. And this one took place in like the, I guess I would say like Faneuil Hall, Greenway, North End kind of area. That was like the, kind of like the radius Okay. And um, there was like a couple different aspects to it. There was like these coins, like these physical coins that were put like under tables and like behind like photo or like phone booths and like that kind of thing. And then there was also like take picture in this location or like get your geotag in this location. Or there were ones that were just like take a picture with a stranger doing this. So there was like lots of different ways to like get points and whatever. And what I thought was cool was that they had an app that like people you would like live update what your team was up to at that time. So you could like see the standings in real time and it would like push you to like, you know, go for other things or like higher point things. Yeah. Um, 
but it was really fun. And it was interesting because I feel like, you know, I've lived in Boston for like many years now and I kind of felt like I knew that neighborhood well, but I really, I mean, obviously the scavenger hunt's pointing out like little things you maybe wouldn't realize on like a regular basis, but they were like, take a picture with this mural or like find this electrical box with like a dolphin on it and like all this stuff that like you just don't even notice when you like are just living your daily life. So sure. Yeah, it was really fun. And I think if you have like a birthday coming up, it was a really good idea. Or even if you have to organize like a, I feel like it's good for like a corporate, like team building type of event or something like that too. So anyway, nice. kind of unique. That was, that was fun. Nice. That's a good segment into my sort of weekend review, or I should say weekend in review. So like Anya said, that was a mutual friend of ours um, who put on the scavenger hunt for her birthday. And I ended up not going mainly because I think we talked about this in our last episode. We've been a bit more social recently. Mm-hmm. And I know as an introvert, I just need those recharge moments. And I've found personally that I like work best when I take one weekend and like do a bunch of fun stuff and then take the next weekend and do nothing and vice versa. I'm okay if I take like one day a weekend to do nothing and then the next day to rest or no, sorry, take one day to do like fun stuff and take the next day to do nothing. But ideally in a perfect world, I would alternate weekends and just have like one really fun weekend, one do nothing weekend and continue on. So I had a couple of weekends where I was just like out and about doing things and I just really needed this long weekend to like do nothing and like kind of get my act together from a more adult boring standpoint. So that's what I did and it's been really nice. I'm on the last day of said do nothing weekend and I just think they're great, man. I'm such a proponent for do for making no plans for yourself and just I was even telling Anya before we recorded yesterday I like took myself on a little coffee date got myself a nice latte a bagel went to TJ Maxx I was like oh this is great I'm having such a good time so if you haven't taken some time for yourself especially if you are an introvert and you need those like recharge sessions this is your reminder to take take some time for yourself it's not selfish it's okay to say no to plans no one's gonna no one from the scavenger hunt as far as I know is offended that I chose to <laughs> no. prioritize my own mental health and self-care over a scavenger hunt especially because I would have to travel to Boston to do it which is another thing like it's more of a excursion for me at this point in my life and also we ended up on this day getting like a bit of weather in New Hampshire and the roads were horrible like I was relieved mm-hmm. that I didn't have to worry about driving back because it would have been pretty scary so anyways long story short take time for yourself it's not selfish it's good good for your mental health and yeah and if anyone gives you take shit tell them I told you to do date. it yeah yes and what I was gonna say is I feel like it's a good like distinction to say like when you say do nothing weekend I don't think you mean like literally do nothing I think you mean like make no plans right? yeah yeah that's a good way to put it because I'm like here we are in our do nothing weekend recording a podcast yeah yeah but no making no like plans not holding yourself to like anything too strenuous um and yeah just kind of going with the flow doing what you want to do like setting your own schedule I guess yeah being more spontaneous maybe yeah exactly Cool. So let's move into our favorites. So I have two quick favorites this week. The first one's a little bizarre, but basically when it comes to socks, I feel like (laughs) we grew up in the era of like ankle sock. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Very much so. Like you were almost like, it was like make fun of someone material if they were yeah like am I wrong no you're not I don't know why I don't know why that was like such a thing but um yeah so I feel like I always just kind of have had these like cheapish ankle socks from like TJ Maxx like I'll I'll go and buy like a pack of six like once a year or whatever and I'll just like have them and it got to a point where I just felt like all my socks were like so ratty and like had holes in them and like weren't warm either so like I felt like my feet were getting really cold and stuff and I was like I need a solution here and so a couple months ago I just went to Target and I bought Hanes socks, like Hanes brand women's socks. And they're like crew length, height, size. What is yeah. the word? Um, and they're like cushioned and like super soft. And so I've had them for a couple months now. And they're just like, they're so great. <laughs> they're so basic. <laughs> but just want to encourage everyone, especially in the winter, like get some yeah, nice true. warmer socks. I just feel like they've made a big difference for me. Like I, I used to have like 
not like sock anxiety, but I used to get like annoyed when I had to go in my sock drawer and like find the one pair of socks that like didn't have holes or whatever. Like it was always a thing, you know? Yeah. So it's nice to have like, it, and they were cheap too. It was like 10 pairs of socks for like either $10 or $12 or something like that. So oh, nice. very affordable, very into it. Really recommend the Hanes socks. And they're like neutral. I'm just, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Love anyway. them. Um, I am. I, I am impressed, honestly. And then um, my other favorite is a YouTuber that I recently discovered. So her name is Zoe Pritchard, and her last name spelt a little uh, non-intuitively. So I'll write it in the description. I'll link her channel. But she's like a relatively small YouTuber, I guess you would say, on the grand scheme of things. She has like 30K subscribers. Um, and her channel is really centered around like self-development and like career specifically. And it's interesting because she's gone through a lot of evolutions. Like she used to work in big four consulting and then she worked in like tech consulting and then she worked at a startup and she actually just got like laid off from that job. And so she's mm -hmm. like navigating what she wants to do next. And I feel like she's probably one of the most like transparent yeah. people I've seen online. Like she talks about her finances very explicitly and like how she, you know, budgets or like maybe doesn't budget or has a good month or has a bad month. And then also, like, how she feels about career and stuff. And I just feel like she's super open. Like, I feel like she says yeah. the stuff that, like, everyone else is thinking and nobody says. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like her. And also, she lives in Montreal, which is really nostalgic for me because I think I've mentioned I studied abroad in Montreal. So it's cool for me to watch her, like, vlog occasionally and, like, see the neighborhoods I used to go to and stuff. So I just really, really like her channel. I'd love to have her as a guest sometime and just wanted to shout her out if you're looking for new people to follow. Yeah. No, what's funny is Anya and I both got recommended her one of her videos like on our own and both started watching her videos like on our own. And then we were chatting and you were like, oh, I watched this video on like lifestyle creep. And I was like, wait a second. I watched a video okay, on lifestyle creep. I have a theory, though. Do you know why I think we get the, the same stuff? Why? <laughs> I think because we share the TDH YouTube. Oh, maybe. Like, I think maybe we're both looking at the recommended for the same account. Maybe. Maybe not, but that'd be that funny. When you said that, be yeah. Funny. So anyway. But still, I also back this favorite. I love her channel yeah. as well. <laughs> um, for my favorite this week, you know, I've chatted a little bit more about my dating life and I figured I'd keep it going with the book Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love by Amir Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. This is like, I think it was like a TikTok, like definitely a trending book at one point or another, but it essentially goes through all the different attachment styles. So if you don't know, there's three main attachment styles, secure, anxious, and avoidant. And this book help you, helps you figure out which attachment style you are, which potential partners you are most attracted to, which potential partners would probably feed into having the best relationship and the worst relationship, and how to kind of go about you know, communicating your needs and your desires in a relationship and finding a partner that uh, fulfills those needs. Um, is it very self-helpy? Yes, it is. Um, have I found it to be incredibly helpful? Yes. I. It's gorgeous, gorgeous girls have anxious attachment styles, in <laughs> case you're wondering. Um, yeah, I have an anxious attachment style. I will say I've not done the book yet, but I've gotten through a decent chunk and I've found it very eye-opening. I do think this book is kind of geared towards anxious attachment styles, which is great for me. And secure attachment styles, I mean, I'm sure you could find this book helpful, but if you have a secure attachment style, you're doing pretty well in life and I'm, I'm very <laughs> jealous of you. Uh, but I avoidance are getting a bad rap in this book. And I don't necessarily think all people with avoidant attachment styles like aren't capable of healthy and fulfilling relationships. It's just like, like an anxious attachment style, it takes a little more work. But yeah, so especially if you think you are an anxious attachment style, I highly recommend. It's been a little anxiety inducing, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, but it does like kind of feed you hard truths. It also has made me feel incredibly like seen and validated in how I process and handle emotions, especially romantically. Um, it's given me a ton to talk to my therapist about and Love yeah, it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've put off like really doing like a deep dive analysis into like how I perceive and like digest romantic relationships and if I'm dating like I owe it to myself to at least like figure that out and like give myself the best shot at coming out on the other side in a healthy and happy relationship and unless I face my own attachment style my own like needs and dependencies in relationships I'm not gonna get that so highly recommend 
Um, if you're in the same place, even if you're in a relationship and you're just like curious about like what your yourself and your partner's attachment styles are and if there's anything you can do to make your relationship better, why the heck not? You know, it's like 200 pages. I was going to ask how long it was because I was curious about the commitment. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely less than 300 pages. I think it's like 250-ish. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah. I might find an like, audiobook version of it. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, Bessie, I think you're a secure attachment style. So congrats. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, I never have really looked much into it. It's um, like but... attachment theory is really interesting. Yeah. No, it sounds interesting. And I, I really like – I think I've said this um, – listening to like nonfiction books as – audiobooks so maybe i'll see if it's like on if you know anything about our show you know anya and i really prioritize our health sustainability and building a community around the things that young women go through that's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed katie diasty in 2020 a gen z entrepreneur overall badass and founder of viv for your v who we are so proud to partner with on this episode viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators something crazy that i personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down yeah and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Audible or something. Yeah, you should. Highly recommend. All right, let's get into the tea here. So, like Kylie mentioned, we're going to be reacting to the Am I the Asshole Reddit thread. Yeah. I actually, like, wasn't super familiar with Reddit until, like, this year, so maybe Same. we just, like, explain it high level in case people don't know. But it's, like, it's kind of like a modern, like, Yahoo Answers. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so there's, like, yeah. threads for different topic areas, and there's one for, like, everything. Like, there's one for, like, there's one called Eye Bleach, which is, like, cute animals. Like, there's mm-hmm. just lots of different uh, topic areas, and usually it's about, like, specific, like, a lot of, like, gaming type, you know, communities are on there and stuff like that. And so this is a specific thread where people post like maybe issues or like situations that they're in where they're not sure if like they're in the wrong basically, right? Is that yeah. how you would? Okay. Yeah. So getting into it, we're going to read through um the posts and then Anya and I will chat a little bit about whether or not we think the person posting, OP is what they're referred to as on Reddit, original poster. Um, We're going to determine whether we think they're the asshole and then we'll read the top comment and one of them does have an update on just sort of the situation that OP posted, but we'll read the top comment, see what Reddit thought, whether Reddit thought they were an asshole or not, and go from there. So the first one, am I the asshole for buying my wife a whole new wardrobe? My wife has had a tough year. We've lost two pregnancies in six months, and with both of them, she had such severe morning sickness she could barely leave the house. She felt extremely isolated and depressed due to this, but is starting to get back on her feet and is planning to go back to work next month. As she was so unwell, Her body changed. Before pregnancy, she had been a regular gym goer but lost a lot of muscle mass as she was throwing up so often and since the miscarriages, gained a little more back. I think she looks beautiful but none of her clothes fit slash suit her anymore and she says she doesn't feel confident in herself at all but she's been working so she feels guilty but she has not been working so she feels guilty buying herself new stuff. I've been secretly buying her lots of things over the last couple of weeks so she has a whole new wardrobe to return to work with both casual everyday stuff and workwear, shoes, a bag, and vouchers for her favorite underwear shop. I previously worked in fashion, so I have a good eye and also called in favors from old friends. I was planning on giving her this next week. Last night, we had our best friend and husband over for dinner, and whilst my wife and her friend's husband were in the garden, I told her friend about the gift and showed her a few bits. 
I thought she'd be excited for my wife, but she lost her shit and said it was really offensive of me to try and control how my wife dresses, that it was hurtful the clothes I brought were larger sizes, and how it would stop her from having any motivation to get her figure back. However, she also said the gym kit I got was offensive as I was pushing her to return to the gym by giving her that. Honestly, not my intention. I just wanted her to feel confident if she does go back. She also said it was rude to get someone a gift for no official reason, like birthday or anniversary. I was dumbfounded as I thought it was a thoughtful gift, but now I'm having second thoughts that I could hurt my wife more when she's already vulnerable. Am I the asshole if I give my wife this gift? Hmm. Interesting, right? I feel like this is so dependent on like their specific relationship that it's like hard to say how she's going to take it, but I feel like it's definitely coming from a thoughtful place. I think maybe it depends. Like if maybe her, you know, love language is gifts or something like that. Like when this person said like, you shouldn't get someone a gift outside of holidays. Like I think that's BS because I love doing that and I love receiving that. So yeah, teach their own. But yeah, I feel like maybe, you know, if if her love language is gifts, like she would maybe really appreciate something like this. But I also think maybe, you know, if her love language was like quality time, it could have been more productive or like well-received if like he maybe like brought up the idea of like putting you know to aside some money to like do this for her and they could like do it together Mm, I don't know I feel like it really depends on like their specific relationship so it's hard to say but my instinct is that it's not necessarily an offensive thing yeah but maybe this person like knows her better you know yeah that I had the same thing I think that OP is like very obviously coming from a good place it has like the best of intentions I think it's I, I mean maybe I'm just being biased but like he sounds very sweet and very thoughtful and like he just wants his wife to like feel good about herself um I think number one it depends a lot on their relationship and number two on how he gives this gift like I think there's yeah a lot. he needs to like frame it right <laughs> yeah yeah but I assume that like I don't know, especially a guy, like not to generalize, but a guy isn't just randomly going to wake up one day and be like, oh, I think my wife would benefit from an entire new wardrobe. Like, I don't know. I have to assume that there has been like conversations and stuff that leads to him being like, I think that she would really like this and appreciate this. Otherwise, why would he like take the risk and spend all the money Yeah, doing this? I do think the framing, like when he goes to give it to her will be important though, because I think it's one thing to be like, you look shitty in your clothes. So like I bought you new clothes. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to like, I've noticed like your confident has di- your confidence has dipped and like I wanted to do something for you. Like, yeah, I think that that's really what it's gonna come down to. Yeah. But I'm interested what what did Reddit think? So Reddit, this top comment isn't the best top comment, but they voted that Reddit um that OP is not the asshole. Okay. And then the top comment highlighted the section that said where the friend was like, it's rude to get someone a gift for no official reason, like a birthday or anniversary. And the comment said, also what? This friend sounds certifiable. This sounds like a very thoughtful gesture to me, but I also hate clothes shopping. I'm not sure on how the gift would be received. So hopefully people that have a better handle on that will comment. Um, and then someone replied to that saying that the friend sounds envious. Um, yeah. That might be why she's coming from that place. But yeah, I don't know. I think as long as the gift is delivered in like a very thoughtful way of like, I just want you to feel confident and like beautiful in your own skin because I think you look beautiful. So like I picked out some things that I thought you would really like. Yeah. Then as so opposed to it. like, this is me making you change or like controlling what you wear. Exactly. Like it's all about the framing, I think, is what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. And I wonder, actually, I'm going to click in. I wonder if he like kept receipts in case she doesn't like stuff. Mm, yeah that would be a good move Uh (laughs) especially if okay someone literally commented that (laughs) have you kept the receipts in case they're not her style um and he said i kept the receipts and everything can be tailored too and he said i was planning on making her dinner next week and basically doing it as you said i did this for her as her happiness is so important to me i want her to feel good about herself going forward she always loved clothes and i know she doesn't feel good about herself right now wearing leggings because her usual clothes don't fit she's been on reduced pay and i also can't I although I can cover our expensive, she wanted to keep that up and just hasn't spent any money on herself in ages. Yeah. So oh, he's very sweet. I like yeah, this. I'm man. Like, he's not the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> he's not the asshole. He's doing good. So yeah, for unfortunately there's no update. I wish this guy updated so we knew how his wife took it. But I hope they're doing well. I hope his wife really loved it and that if there were any returns, they got to like spend that quality time together and go shopping together. And it gave her back her pep in her step. 
I love it. Love, love it. So sending good vibes. Hopefully it went well. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll read the next one. And this one is like worded kind of funny. So yeah. anyway, I'm going to do it. This is the first time I'm seeing any of these. Kylie picked them out. So shout out. Um, okay. Am I the asshole for washing the dishes of a Tinder hookup? I, 23 male, went out with a girl, 21 female, that I met on Tinder last week, and we ended up at her house. The place was nasty. Like, the couch was occupied solely with McDonald's bags. I stepped on something slimy or sticky every other step. There was a bucket filled with sand and cat poop. Does he mean a litter box? Because that's a weird way to put that. Um, But hey, I ain't exactly pretty, so I didn't jump the ship. Okay, dude. Um, After the deed was done, I think he means, after the deed was done... I went for a glass of water and there wasn't a single clean glass, so I washed one, but couldn't drink because the amount of old food stacked on top of each other in the sink made me physically sick. So in my drunk logic, I figured out the solution. Do the dishes so I can drink the water. Well, there I am doing the goddamn dishes so I can drink a glass of water. She comes into the kitchen and gets effing pissed because I was overstepping a boundary as dishes apparently are extremely personal belongings. And then he writes, I'm in an Uber going home as she kicked me out of her house. I picked this one solely because it's so funny to me. Like, this is so <laughs> funny. Um, and I also don't think that they're the asshole. Are you kidding me? If a hookup did my dishes for me, I'd be like, you're never leaving in case you were wondering. Like, I feel like this, if the way he's describing this girl's house is accurate, I feel like yeah. there's probably some like deeper rooted issues with like why she lives this way not that's to, like, a good point that's a psychologically point. like you analyze know, her analyze her but at the same time like people that are like hoarders or like live in very messy environments there's usually like something under the surface or like some childhood thing that like causes them to be like that yeah that's a good and point. so i would assume that she's probably like i feel like if you are most of the time you're pretty self-aware that like you live in a messy environment i feel like yeah. so maybe like, I'm sure she's, like, self-conscious to an extent yeah. of, like, having people over, you know? So I'm sure, like, I don't think he's the asshole, but I think he probably just, like, accidentally, like, pried on, like, an insecurity yeah. of hers, yeah. you know, without realizing. So that's, like, my gut instinct. But I, I feel like he added a lot of, like, context throughout, like, the like the fact that they were drunk. Like, I was like, you could have said that earlier. Like, that adds to the story, yes. I feel like, a little bit. Yes. Because maybe she was, you know, when you're drunk, like, you're not the most reasonable. So maybe she was, like, also mad for that reason. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I didn't even think of that. Like it could be an underlying thing that really provoked an insecurity. Yeah. But I also feel like at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, yes. Like she has every right to like feel that way, especially if there is something going on. But like OP should not, (laughs) you shouldn't lose sleep over this. Like you didn't do a bad thing. Like you probably just struck a nerve on X. Exactly. Yeah. I also think like he could have asked like if she had like water bottles or something you know what I mean like yeah or just like left the kitchen to drink the water (laughs) like just go back to the bedroom I you know what I mean like oh yeah I think he just wasn't convinced that like any glass would be clean enough for like his standards oh okay yeah yeah makes sense so let's read the top comment I'm like how do I even do this okay so it says not the asshole I wish people would just come over and do my dishes tbh (laughs) yeah that's like how I feel but what's interesting, I was reading through these comments and no one really brought up the idea that like there could be an underlying issue there. So I'm glad you brought that up because I wouldn't be, especially, I mean, maybe this is bad. Oh, wait, no, this one. Not the asshole. I suspect it was a reaction coming from her own insecurities. You probably should have mm-hmm. only washed the one glass you needed, though. I don't understand why you couldn't have moved away from the remaining dishes to drink your water. But yeah, so I bet it was the insecurity. But okay, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that comment kind of hits it well because I think if he had just washed the glass he was going to use, it would be like, okay, I'm doing this because I want water. But I yeah. think maybe the fact that he washed like everything in the sink was sort of like a, like an I'm better than you implication, mm, you yeah. know, like you can't take care of yourself. So like, you yeah. know, I'm doing this even though I don't know you kind of thing. Interesting. So, but one of these yeah. comments is funny. It says, I've done this so many times while drunk at parties. It's never even occurred to me that it would upset someone, lol. I can barely wash dishes when sober and I live alone, but drunk me is like stack those hoes up in apartments <laughs> with multiple people. What? Like I've never <laughs> I've never what? Never had the urge to wash dishes when drunk. No. <laughs> or like at someone else's so house in general. I don't know. That's interesting. That's Seems funny. Seems like it's a phenomenon. Oh my god. Well, there you have it, folks. So we're like two for two, not the asshole. Not the asshole, yeah. Okay, the next one. 
Am I the asshole for donating my ex's things to Goodwill? So my 28 male boyfriend and I, 32 female, broke up over Halloween weekend. We were together for two and a half years and I'd lived together about two of those years. He moved out on November 2nd, but not all of his belongings were able to fit in his car. He was planning on gathering the rest of his things a few days later, but before then, I had decided to cut off contact with him, and before I did so, I had called him to tell him that he needed to get the rest of his things that weekend while I was away visiting family out of state. He agreed to do so. When I came back home, I was annoyed and not surprised to see that his things were still at my house. So I waited a couple of weeks to see if he would make any effort to try and get the rest of his belongings, but I heard nothing. I figured he must not have wanted everything else and decided to donate them to my local Goodwill. Today, nearly four months post-breakup, I received a text from my ex's mom asking if I would be home this weekend so he could come and get his things and for me to call him. His mother reached out to me because I have my ex's number and all social media accounts blocked. I haven't responded just yet as I am at a loss of what to say. He had his chance to get the rest of his things and he dropped the ball. Am I the asshole for donating everything else after he said he would... He would and never did. I am hmm. struck by the fact that she, it sounds like it was like a, a pretty sudden decision to like cut off all contact with him. Yes. Yes. I'm on the same page as you. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we need more context into like the situation of the breakup. But I kind of feel like there could have been a little more communication here. Like regardless of like yeah. what terms you ended a relationship on. It's, like, not that hard to align on something like this. Well, and here's my thing is that she said she cut off all contact and blocked his number and his social media accounts. And then it's like he never reached out to get his stuff. Well, sweetheart, how is he going to reach out to you? (laughs) How is he going to get in contact with you to get his stuff? Like, so I want to know, did he, like, actually try to do it and just, like, nothing got delivered? Because he was blocked and then it took him four months to realize like, okay, like I must be blocked or like at the very least she's stonewalling me. So maybe like I can get my mom to talk some sense into her. Like, I feel like that's not that unreasonable of a thing for him to do. I also wonder what the stuff is. Like, I feel like it's one thing if it was like a couple t-shirts or whatever, but you know, it's another thing if it was like an Xbox or like something of value, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's also another area that I'm curious about. I don't know if like any of the comments answer that, but I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like she is the asshole. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, on one hand, my instinct is like, just put it on a box and like deal with it eventually, you know? But yeah. On another hand, I guess, like, not knowing the whole circumstances of their breakup and whatever, like, maybe it's really painful for her to, like, have that stuff around, you know? Yeah. So it's it's tough. But I, I think that was sort of a unnecessarily <laughs> cruel move. Like, I think you could have yeah. worked it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I don't think she's the biggest asshole we're going to talk about today. But I think right. she could have handled it a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the top comment, you're the asshole. You gave him one phone call and one opportunity before blocking him on all forms of social. How exactly did you expect him to get the stuff? Did you expect him to just show up at your apartment unannounced? You needed to warn him before you donated all of his things instead of just doing it because you didn't hear from him because you removed all avenues of contact. Um, and then they say something about changing the locks. I don't know if there was an update where she said that she had changed the locks on the apartment. Um, but this person mentions that she changed the locks and goes, LMFAO girl, how is he supposed to get his stuff over those four months without being able to contact you or get into the apartment? So, yeah, yeah, that, and they brought up a good point of like, she should have sent out like a warning of, Hey, if you don't come to get this, like I'm going to donate it. And then he could have been like, Hey, I've been trying to contact you on all forms, but you blocked me. Like I do (laughs) want my stuff, please. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, I also feel like something that I've learned in my adult life is like, and I think this is, like, a theory in, like, marketing in general, but, like, people need to, like, see or hear things a couple times for it to, like, resonate with them. Mm-hmm. And so I think just, like, saying once, like, come get your stuff, like, you know, people might need, like, a little more follow-up yeah. than that. So, yeah, anyway. Very true. But, yeah, there were no updates or anything like that. So we just have an asshole yeah. on our hands. <laughs> yeah. She is the asshole, but, like, lightly i would say yeah a a very mild asshole yeah like level one yeah (laughs) 
Okay. This next one is loading. <laughs> oh, I remember this one. I'm excited for this one. <laughs> this one's kind of long. Okay. Am I the asshole for extending my vacation with my family and missing my girlfriend's surgery? I think she's being dramatic <laughs> is the <laughs> title. Never used Reddit before, but longtime lurker, so excuse me if I miss out details and add them later. I, 35 male, have been with Stacy, 35 female, for eight years. Neither of us want marriage, but we're in a committed long-term relationship. Stacy gets tonsillitis three to four times a year. Wow. And has swollen turbinates. Am I saying that right? I don't know. I think so. Meaning she is in agony every quarter and has trouble breathing through her nose. She's having a tonsillectomy and turbinate reduction surgery at the same time. Both are done through GA, general anesthesia, um, and she'll be there for 24 to 36 hours. We got to pick the surgery date to fit around my work schedule. I had a big project coming up and it was due to finish a few days before her surgery. I organized to take the week off work to help her to keep her company, help prep food, etc. I thought it was the least I could do since she claimed to need someone there. We recently moved to a new state, so neither of us have friends or family in town. The project fell through, so I booked a flight to surprise my family and would be there for four and a half weeks. Return flight would have me there the day after surgery. Since the trip was a surprise for my family, nobody took time off work and I've barely seen them. Sister managed to get time off during week five, so I extended my trip to stay. Stacy was upset and asked me to come home when originally planned. I had my tonsils out when I was eight and I was at school a week later. I don't think she'll need someone there because it's as simple as taking painkillers and reheating soup. However, she says that her doctor said she'd need someone with her for at least the first three days. And because I knew about the date already, somehow I'm being insensitive. She said that I should have warned my family to make sure they took the time off, but that wouldn't have been a surprise. My sister says she's being selfish because she's coming between me and my family time and I'm on that same side. I googled anecdotes of tonsillectomy recovery, but I know people often exaggerate online for attention. Now her mother has called me and nicely, I'll admit, asked me to come back to look after Stacy since she'll have no one else. Am I the asshole? I have a lot to say. <laughs> this <laughs> one pissed for me. This one pissed me off. <laughs> okay, here's a couple of things. Number one, she has to go under general anesthesia and she'll be the, at the hospital for 24 to 36 hours. I'm not a doctor, but like that sounds like a pretty legitimate like surgery outpatient. yeah yeah like it's not like she's not it's not like your wisdom teeth where you go in and right. you come out and even then like i definitely would prefer help with my wisdom right. teeth than like have no help <laughs> and so also they like worked his whole like work schedule around him being able to help her after this surgery so like at some point in, in time he like understood the like urgency of him being there for her after his surgery and who books a surprise vacation for four and a half weeks yeah that's kind of for a month like yeah and that's already a long time to be away from like your significant other also. yeah <laughs> like i don't like, know and completely spontaneously like i would want at least a little bit of a heads up that you're going to be gone for a month and a half even if you are surprising your family, like, that's fine. I'm not, like, hating on him for surprising his family at all. I get it. But then he's also like, oh, like, they didn't have any time off because I surprised them. So now I have to stay longer because I actually wasn't able to spend time with them. I'm like, buddy, it sounds like you just did poor planning. Like, yeah, the no, idea literally. of a surprise <laughs> is great. Like, in theory, surprises are a great idea. But, like, when you are, like, working, functioning adults, like, sometimes it's just not the best avenue. Like, if what you want is spending time with your family, then you should try to plan this vacation so that you can spend time with your family and then the part that like really like gets me going is that he's all like all she has to do is take painkillers and reheat soup <laughs> brother <laughs> i'm so sorry how about you go get your tonsils ripped out and then you let me yeah. know if it's as simple as painkillers and reheating soup because last i checked getting your tonsils taken out as an adult is like a much more invasive process than as a yeah. kid or at the very least like the recovery is a lot more intense than as it a also kid. sounds like it's kind of two things like yeah. it's like she's getting her tonsils out and then whatever turbinate reduction surgery means but like it sounds like it's more than just you know the tonsil removal too so yeah i think what gets me the biggest thing that would, would annoy me if i was her which maybe this <laughs> is petty but is the fact that it says we got to pick we got to pick the surgery date to fit around my work schedule like the only reason she selected this date yeah. was because she thought he would be there 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's the part that would get yeah. me. Like I'd be oh, like, I waited God. like four weeks or whatever. Like I'm sure she's in pain, right? So she's yeah. like, I picked this date specifically because you said you were going to be there and now you're specifically not going to be there. Yeah. That's what would get me. <laughs> Oh my god. And then also the fact that he's like, oh, I googled anecdotes of people exaggerate online for attention. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are people that exaggerate online, but like maybe listen to your whole girlfriend and yeah. how she's like, feeling and like what who she else needs. is posting online for attention. Hmm. Yeah. Like to <laughs> me, it just sounds like he's like trying to be like, he's a lot of these posts I feel like do come at it from like a genuine like this is how I feel like but I don't know am I the asshole he's coming at it from like a strict like he very much does not think that he's the asshole and he's just yeah. looking for that confirmation and I'm like yeah exactly I'm so sorry buddy but you're actually being a bit of a jerk yeah okay so the top comment and this is like the top of the top comments I've seen this has the most upvotes of like anything I've seen so far yeah. it says you're the asshole let me count the ways <laughs> number one quote surprising your family was more important than actually spending time and making plans with them true Two, specifically telling your SO you'd be back in time and changing last minute to ensure she'll be alone and have no time to see if anyone else could help her. True. That's also – yeah, it was like a last minute thing. Three, making a commitment to help her and then blaming her for coming between you and her family. T. Four, thinking children healing from surgery is the same as an adult. Spoiler alert, it isn't. It's much harder for adults and I guarantee you weren't taking care of yourself at the age of eight like you think she should. Yeah, true. Five. Her doctor is specifically saying she needs someone to help her for three days and you think she's being dramatic. You suck. Be better. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point that her doctor literally was like, yes, you will need help for Like a three full days. medical professional. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my. And this man, this man probably works in the freaking financial district of a city and he's like, I know better than a doctor. You just need yeah. to reheat soup. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, not break great. up with him. <laughs> I would break up with him. Yeah, and also one of these comments says, plus going on vacation for over a month and seemingly not even inviting their partner of eight years. (laughs) That's so true. yes. (laughs) What? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, he's the asshole. So we have two that are the asshole, two that are not, right, right, so far? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One of them's a mild asshole, but asshole nonetheless. (laughs) Okay. All right, the next one. So... Am I the asshole for no longer bringing dinner for my wife after she claimed I never cooked? So I work at a nice restaurant as a cook, and every day when I get off from work, I always cook dinner for my wife and our two kids, eight male and six female, at the restaurant before coming home. The only time I don't cook for them are on weekends when I'm off, and that's when my wife does the cooking. We usually trade off who makes breakfast and lunch for the kids every other day, but for the week, I'm always the one bringing home dinner. Weekends, we sometimes get together with friends and they come over to the house. My wife usually cooks and I help set the table slash clean afterwards. One of her friends, Stacy, asked how come I never do any of the cooking and is is it always on my wife all the time making meals for the kids, especially when I'm a cook myself? First of all, I think it's so funny that everyone's choosing Stacy as like- I know, that's true. The sweet and him for everyone. Um- Instead of correcting her, my wife sort of laughed and went along with it, making jokes about, you know how it is. And Stacy laughed because her ex-husband was the same way, and then sort of ripped on me in a joking way how I better buck up before I become an ex too. My wife just said, well, let's see if he actually listens and starts cooking for once. Joking about all the time I spend in the kitchen at work, but won't do the same at home. It really pissed me off. I'm not the husband that just doesn't do anything after I'm home from work. I cook for her kids and the I cook for her and the kids at work, and on top of that, I make separate dishes for each of them, what she wants and what the kids want, all that after standing on my feet all day. We talked about it once they left because I don't appreciate being told I'm not doing something she knows for a fact I do. She didn't want to apologize for it because it was all just to be a funny joke. Even after telling her about how it hurt my feelings, being put down like that, my wife said she felt like she was had to go along with the joke so there wouldn't be any awkward vibes, whatever that means. But I said, fine, if she can't apologize for something that was mean just so she could laugh along with her friends, then I won't keep doing something she already claims I don't do. For the past week, I've only brought home dinner for our kids, and she's had to make her own food. She's mad that I'm refusing to feed her over what happened instead of letting it go, but I can't help but feel mad about being made fun of like that when I'm busting my ass to provide for my family and still making sure they have food on the table every evening. She just thinks I'm an asshole for how I'm reacting when she's already tired at the end of the day, but still having to make food for herself. Am I the asshole? 
I've actually always wondered about people that are like chefs or cooks Mm -hmm. and like how they navigate having that responsibility at home because I feel like it must be I don't know. It's interesting because it's like you are innately good at it, right? So like obviously your family probably wants you to do it because you're talented, but that must be hard. Like you already did it for so long. You probably are kind of burnt out from it. Like imagine if like, I don't know, any other job, like you had to come home and keep doing it. That's hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like kind of how I felt, which is probably why they have this arrangement for her to cook on the weekends. Cause she's like, well, well, he's probably like, if I'm already cooking on the weekdays, like I don't mind making something for you guys at the restaurant and bringing it home so that you guys have dinner. But on the weekends when I'm not going in, like he doesn't want to be cooking. Like it's probably feels like he can't just time work. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like their arrangement is actually like incredibly like healthy and well thought out. I have such an issue with people who like make jokes at the expense of others. And then when those people tell you that the jokes are upsetting them, just like, like insistently them. are like, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Like yeah. it drives me bonkers. It yeah. drives me bonkers. Like, okay, yeah, maybe you meant it as a joke. That's great. I'm glad your intentions were not to hurt that person at the time of making the joke, but they are literally telling you that you are hurting their feelings and that they don't find this funny. And you're yeah, just going like, to you double have down. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Nuts. While you were reading it, Like, okay, so I think basically their disagreement comes down to, like, the joke aspect of it and the fact that, like, she took it lightly and he didn't. Yeah. But while you were reading it and I was actually thinking that there was, like, an issue with their arrangement, my Mm -hmm. instinct was, like, this sounds like something they obviously should have addressed, like, outside of this dinner party. Like, it's it's annoying to, like, hear something for the first time in front of other people and, like, be criticized in front of other people when, like, you don't have a chance to, like, I don't know, redeem yourself. Yeah. So... That's interesting. I don't know if the right move is to not make her food. That is <laughs> like, I don't know petty. if that's going to help. <laughs> it is a little petty. <laughs> like, just because he's still making food for other people, so it's like <laughs> he could just as easily make hers. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm not sure about that part of it, to be honest. But, I mean, also, like, you're an adult. Like, I feel like I don't – and maybe our arrangement is just different, but, like, I live with my boyfriend. I don't expect him to make – me food necessarily unless we've like talked about it and agreed on it like I think yeah when you're an adult you're like very much still capable of making your own meal like you shouldn't yeah um count on anyone to do it for you necessarily but it sounds like this is kind of the arrangement that they had and he probably like is taking this food home on like a discount I don't know the situation but yeah yeah I also am kind of like on one hand it's petty for him to use this against her but on the other hand it's like not the hugest deal for her to just make food for herself so yeah I don't know yeah So the top comment is just not the asshole. Your wife missed a great opportunity to boast on you, all for acceptance by others who have nothing invested in your relationship, which I think is a good point. Um, But there is an update. So at first, I wasn't going to post another update, but since things have gotten better, why not? I didn't show my wife this post like some suggested until a few days later, but before that, she wanted to talk before bed. And she apologized for how she's been behaving with me when she made those jokes and let her friend say things about me, then how she was acting afterwards. In reality, she knew she did wrong, but when I called her out, it made her defensive and she realized how she was acting like a child after knowing how much I do for our family. That's when I showed her the post and I opened up about something that was mentioned by me in my comments, how it really hit a nerve for me making it seem like I'm a lousy father slash husband when my dad was exactly like that. He abandoned me and my mom. Oh, oh God. <laughs> like, this is another level of information. <laughs> um, she knows how important it is for me to be as involved as possible when our kids were born because I never wanted to be like him. So her making it seem like that's how I am brought up, so, brought up some feelings. Telling her this really made her feel like she fucked up big time. She wouldn't stop (laughs) apologizing. She promised she'd never put me down that way. And honestly, I think she's shown that she meant her apology. For a week, she wanted to be the one making dinner for everyone, so I'd have some time to relax after work. It was nice, but also missed making meals for my family. Cooking for my kids is my own way of expressing my love for them, so we're back to that as well. I feel like my wife has more than shown how sorry she is and appreciates what I do for this family. Last time we had lunch with her friend a few days ago on my day off, she even brought it up. As mad as I was when it happened, it's nice to see she's made an effort to make amends. The support I got here from her, the support I got from here was very sweet. Appreciate feeling heard when I felt like my wife wasn't at the time. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's like that. That adds a lot of context too. I think is like yeah. if his whole like his like fear in life is being seen as like a deadbeat dad because yeah. like he had that experience. I'm like, mm. I mean, I'm glad that this situation like made them address it or like talk about it because it sounds yeah. like that's something. I'm surprised hasn't like come up before necessarily. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you if you read this as she didn't know that he – I'm assuming that she must have known that his dad wasn't in his life, but I don't think she knew that he had these like internalized feelings of really wanting to like prove himself as yeah. a father and a husband. So yeah, it is good that they talked about that and good that she seemed like very receptive of like, oh yeah, like I really shouldn't have done what I did. Like it wasn't my intention to make you feel – like that because that is like those are deep feelings like those are deep rooted like big insecurities but I think that's why like you have to be so careful when like making jokes because it might not seem it might seem so light to you but you don't know how it's like affecting other people's and that like to bring it around like if you're making jokes about someone and they tell you that it's hurting their feelings like just apologize (laughs) and stop doing it like you really don't know what like deep-seated issues you may have brought up because you wanted to laugh at someone's yeah. expense. Like, oh, it just pisses me off so bad. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad that you and your wife worked it out with OP. <laughs> yeah. So he's not the asshole. So now we have three yeah. not the asshole, two the asshole. This is our last yeah. one. So yeah. I guess we could end on a tie. We probably should have picked an odd number so that that wouldn't be the case. But it's okay. Okay. So am I the asshole for calling my brother's girlfriend Tubby? I'm kind of like, <laughs> not off to a great start. Okay. <laughs> my 15 female brother. Mm, so OP is a 15 female. Her brother's Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So the OP is 15 female. Her brother, 18 male, brings his girlfriend 18 female. I see. I was like, I mean, I'm all for like the gender gender spectrum here, <laughs> yeah. but I'm a little confused. Okay. So um, so she's 15 that's posting this, and her brother's 18 and has an 18-year-old girlfriend. Okay. And the brother brings his girlfriend to their house almost every day after school. I go to tutoring three days a week, and on these days that I come home later, I frequently find that things in my room have been moved and sometimes even missing. My brother almost never comes into my room, so I know it's not him, so I suspect that it's his girlfriend. I told him to tell his girlfriend not to touch my stuff, and he seemed offended that I would accuse her. My best friend had gotten me a box of chocolate for my birthday, and I remember being I remember very clearly putting it in the drawer next to my desk. The next day, I had tutoring, and when I got home, I saw that it was gone. I, of course, assumed that it was the girlfriend. There was literally no one else in our house. I confronted her directly this time and asked if she could please return what she took and not go into my room again. She became super defensive and said that she didn't know what I was talking about. I asked if she could dump out the contents of her bag and she started crying, which made my brother yell at me. Finally, she admitted to taking the chocolate and she put it, pulled it out of her bag and threw it across the floor. It managed to slide underneath the stairs railing and exploded on the first floor. I asked her about the other stuff that went missing and she admitted to all of it. I said, stay away from my room, tubby. <laughs> which, oh my God, caused her to absolutely bawl like I'd never seen before from anyone her age. My brother then told me off and said I should apologize to her. I said, why should I apologize to a thief? And I went into my room. She hasn't come over since it happened. I don't know what's going on exactly, but I don't care. My brother said that she's really insecure and has low self-esteem. She's quite overweight and that what I said was completely uncalled for. Am I the asshole? (sighs) So... Not to, like, spoil, but Reddit did label this as not the asshole. Which I'm, yeah. I Okay. I think <laughs> you have a right to be mad at someone for going into your room. It yes. sounds like a really weird situation overall. Yeah. A little, but, like, klepto-y <laughs> vibes. Yeah, but I think it was kind of a low blow to, like, bring someone's appearance into it. Thank you. Yes. I, <laughs> when I read this, I was like, okay, yeah, like, I would be really pissed if, I mean, my brother has a girlfriend. If I, like, every time she came over found that, like, stuff in my room was missing, I'd be like, what the heck? Like, you can't just take my stuff. The girlfriend's not right for doing that. But did you have to call her Tubby? Yeah. Like, you didn't. Like, you could have even said, like, Maddie from Euphoria style, like, stay away from my room, bitch. Like, hit her with one of those if you're really, like, feeling mad in the moment. And I would have been like, no, you're not the asshole. Like, I get it. I probably would have reacted that way too. But to bring, like, up someone's weight – when it quite literally has nothing to do with the issue that you have with them. Just, yeah, it's very, like, you stoop to her level type of vibes. Yeah. And that I don't – and granted, OP is 15. That's what I was so going like, to say. 
they're 15 so it's hard to like yeah have such moral high ground like i maybe said some dumb stuff when i was 15 too but yeah but i guess i would if you're asking if you're the asshole kind of are you could have handled it better yeah (laughs) Yeah. and like it would be one thing if in the post she was like yeah like i know i probably shouldn't have said tubby but like in the moment i was just so angry and i didn't know what else to say and like that's what happened like that's one thing if you're like being a bit reflective on like okay yeah like my choice of words wasn't the best but like i'm angry then maybe i would be like oh okay I see why people are saying not the asshole, but she has no remorse for right using that language, and she knows that she like hit a nerve with this girl. I don't know. I I kind of agree with the brother that like calling her tuppy was uncalled for in this situation. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there's a greater conversation to be had about this issue. Like, it is just really weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I feel like you probably could have handled it better. Not to say that I would have handled it better at age 15. Like, you know, I think everyone is approaching it like the best they can maybe. But it's, yeah, it's not great. And also I'm interested, like, this time obviously the issue was like slightly food related in that she stole chocolates. Yeah. But I'm curious, like, was it always stealing food? Because if not, then it's especially uncalled for. Like if they're stealing like jewelry, then it's like, okay, thief. But like tubby like mm, uh. yeah yeah and that i mean i feel like if it was all food related hopefully op would have like mentioned that to give some context as to why she chose yeah. the word tubby of all things i don't know it just yeah doesn't sit right okay, with me let's see the top comment this one has a lot of comments okay not the asshole a grown woman sneaking into a child's room and stealing things is pretty low if you haven't told your parents, you need to. She obviously can't be trusted and shouldn't be allowed in the house. I'm like, grown woman? Yeah, I'm like, she's a senior in high school. Like, Yeah, <laughs> like, I know legally you're an adult at 18, but, like, I barely feel like a grown woman and I'm 24. So, like, I don't know. I wouldn't I, – I feel like we're being a little harsh on the girlfriend. She's absolutely wrong. And, like, I agree that, you know, OP should talk to their parents. Like, there's definitely that, like, greater conversation. But, like – just don't go after people's weight like let's not do that let's have a pact to not do that (laughs) yeah someone comments an 18 year old is hardly a grown woman thank you yeah you're right (laughs) someone else has huge not the asshole apologizing to someone who steals from your room talk to your parents about your brother's girlfriend like i'm not it's hard because i can see how in the situation it would be really frustrating to think like i have to apologize to this person because it's like i just found out that they've been wronging me like i just confirmed this yeah but the word choice, it all comes down to the word choice. Like, you can still be like, okay, yeah, like, I shouldn't have called you Tubby. Like, I'm sorry. But also, you've been stealing my stuff. So, like, you're not off the hook. Like, I don't know. I think she could talk to her parents, tell her what's going on, but still, like, recognize that she didn't have to stoop so low. I really like this this one uh, comment. It says E-S-H. I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm not sure either. But... It says, um, you could have not said Tubby and you would have had the moral high ground, but you Mm -hmm. lost it by insulting her. Granted, you're very justified to be pissed off because Mm -hmm. she is a thief, but that's not a license to do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's a good summary. I'm like, snaps for a lesbian goose here. (laughs) Lesbian goose. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. So, you know, if someone wrongs you- yeah. If someone wrongs you, you have every right to be mad. You don't have every right to call them names or poke at insecurities that have nothing to do with the situation. So Yeah. But wow. that that's the Am I the Asshole <laughs> episode. What do you know? We're probably not going to call this the Am I the Asshole <laughs> episode. I think I'm going to have to make this one – there's always the option to make your – um, episode explicit like oh that's a good idea when you upload it so i think i'm gonna have to do that for this one because we said some bad words we said we swore on this episode <laughs> i don't know if you guys know this but sometimes we swear <laughs> crazy no but this was fun i liked this i like reading yeah. through these posts i like giving my opinions when they're not asked for so <laughs> <laughs> no this was fun if you want to hear us do it again like we could make it like a somewhat regular thing because i think it is fun to yeah. throw in it's fun conversation kind of topics like mentally stimulating and whatnot and also yeah. if we're being honest it's a very low prep thing on our end which is nice yeah. too so yeah but well with that make sure to follow us on instagram 
um, maybe we'll do some polls this week of like, do what you people think are this liking. person is the asshole or not? Or oh. and, yeah, and what people? Oh, that's fun too. Yeah, that could be fun. So check out our Instagram for some of those. Uh, rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you're liking the show. And with that, we'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. If you've listened this long, you're going to get a hint that next Tuesday is a guest episode. So Whoa, T. That's the T. Get excited. Yes. And have a great week. Yes. Bye, besties. Bye, guys. <laughs>